In today's episode, I will advise you on 10 tips to make the most out of OneDrive Sync application. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 76 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today we are once again talking about OneDrive Sync application. Uh, I actually recorded a number of episodes uh, on the topic previously. And specifically, I would like to give you a few tips and tricks uh, to really make the most out of this wonderful application. Now, in case you're not familiar with what OneDrive Sync um, application is all about, uh, I suggest you listen to episode number 11. I actually devoted the whole episode uh, uh, just for this particular topic. Uh, however, uh, let me briefly describe it to you. Essentially, it's an application uh, that you download uh, on your computer. And this application allows you to synchronize the information between uh, a SharePoint library or your personal OneDrive and your computer. All right, And it's a two-way synchronization. The idea is that uh, files will be stored locally on your computer. Uh, and uh, if you modify it in one place, uh, let's say SharePoint, uh, they will be, the change will instantly be made on your computer and vice versa. And this is obviously pretty convenient for those of you, uh, or for those of us, I should say probably, uh, who still prefer to work out of, of Windows Explorer. Uh, and it's also convenient if you, uh, you know, travel a lot, maybe, uh, you know, uh, work in locations, without Wi-Fi and need to access files locally on your computer. Once again, if you uh, have time, uh, feel free to listen to episode number 11. Uh, I actually uh, explain, um, you know, once again, this application uh, during that particular episode as well. But today I want to tell you about uh, 10 different ways you can make the most out of OneDrive Sync. So the first advice I want to give you is to utilize files on demand. Um, files on demand is actually a feature that we now have in OneDrive uh, sync line. And the feature, essentially, the idea behind this feature is that uh, it synchronizes the uh, folder hierarchy and the folder names and the file names, but it actually does not synchronize the content of the file. And it does it uh, to essentially to be sensitive right, to a safe space uh, on your computer. So let's say you have a large library, 200 gigabytes of data, lots of files and folders. Uh, with files on demand, uh, it just synchronizes the names, if you will, the the, the tree hierarchy. Uh, it does not download the file until you actually click on the file, right? And files on demand uh, it, um, essentially is a feature that is, um, it's a default feature. Uh, it's actually the first time you start using OneDrive, the first time you download the application and start using it, um, that's exactly the behavior, uh, how things will, will work. And I think for most people, um, that's exactly how you probably want it to work because again, you probably don't need to uh, end up with an extra 200 gigs, uh, you know, data on your computer. However, if you are on the road a lot and, uh, again, uh, don't have access to Wi-Fi, uh, and you actually need to have files start locally, you would need to uh, go uh, in the settings and pretty much disable this uh, feature. Um, just like I did in previous um, episodes, I will include in the show notes all the relevant 
blog posts. Uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be very hard for you to follow where to click, you know, to enable or disable a certain feature. So don't worry about it. Just check the show notes. Uh, there will be links to blog posts, uh, and I will include. I will make sure to include all the, uh, you know, relevant blog posts so you can. Uh, take care of it uh, when you're in front of your computer. Another feature worth noting, feature number two, I want to mention to you uh, is the selective sync. And uh, this is actually a feature that is specifically, uh, you know, uh, very useful when you disable files on demand I just described to you earlier. So if you disable files on demand, obviously it will download uh, by default the entire library to your computer. However, with selective sync, what you can do, you can actually specify certain folders, all right? Let's say you have a huge library of clients, all right? Uh, but you only, you know, work on maybe half of them. Uh, you obviously don't need uh, to, once again, uh, fill up the necessary, you know, storage on your device with the folders you are never going to access. So what you can do is, um, you know, choose Selective Sync. And actually, it prompts you to uh, choose specific folders when you download, uh, synchronize the library for the first time and you can uncheck the folders you don't need. And even if you synchronize them all already, uh, what you can do, uh, you can go back in settings and unselect the ones you no longer need. Um, so once again, another uh, cool way uh, for you to uh, save storage uh, on your computer if you decide to disable files on demand. The third tip I want to give you, and this is not a feature uh, rather than just a, a tip uh, from the experience, uh, another tip I want to give you is uh, make sure to unsync the libraries you no longer need. Obviously, as you um, uh, work on different projects and you know you're part of many different SharePoint sites and teams, uh, and at the end of the day you might uh, end up with lots of stuff on your computer and you just press sync, sync, sync on all the different libraries and they end up in your computer. So first of all, you're going to end up, um, you know, taking space and storage uh, for the libraries you worked on like three years ago, all right, uh, you no longer need. But this is actually not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that the OneDrive sync application has a limit. And the idea behind this limit is that you cannot sync more than 300,000 files, items across all the different libraries and your OneDrive. So if you are part of many different SharePoint sites and libraries and you end up uh, pressing sync on all of them, uh, they will be synchronized to your uh, computer, obviously. However, if you total up all the files and folders uh, among all these different libraries and your OneDrive, because right, you can also synchronize your OneDrive, your personal OneDrive as well. If you total all of these numbers up and the number exceeds 300,000, you're going to have lots of issues, all right? Essentially, your uh, OneDrive sync client will never uh, be able to synchronize and catch up, all right? So um, it, you will see the uh, wheel spinning on the blue cloud icon in your taskbar, and it will just never catch up. You will end up with sync conflicts. Uh, the data will not be synchronized. It will be uh, you know, out of date. Uh, trust me, you don't want to end up in this situation. And the number 300,000 uh, is actually a formal, you know, is a number, uh, a formal guideline from uh, Microsoft. However, I've seen issues happening at much lower uh, limits as well. Try to stay below, uh, you know, 150 to 100,000. Don't, you know, test that limit. And unfortunately, um, over the last several years, I've seen lots and lots of clients 
usually this is the biggest biggest issue uh, that I see with uh, you know clients uh, where they exceed the limit uh, because obviously now these days it's not uncommon to have large libraries and that data is out of sync and they're frustrated. Trust me, again, you don't want to deal with this. So the advice I want to give you here is, uh, you know, make sure to unsync the libraries you no longer need, all right? Uh, if you um, are no longer working on the project, uh, make sure to unsync the libraries, you know, obviously free up the space, uh, but this way you're not going to end up uh, with, um, you know, uh, with uh, the limits I described to you. The next tip I want to share with you, tip number four, uh, make sure not to add shortcut to OneDrive if you are syncing that library locally on your computer. So with previous tips, I told you what you must do. Uh, with this one, I'm telling you what not to do. You probably have noticed uh, add shortcut to OneDrive button. It actually ironically resides next to sync button uh, above the document library. Uh, so essentially, the idea behind this uh, tip is do not, do not press this button. Do not add a shortcut to OneDrive uh, if you are syncing the library locally. I actually recorded uh, an episode, episode number 62 on this topic, and I, I also uh, wrote a number of blog posts on the topic. Uh, so we'll definitely include them in the show notes. Uh, but as of recording of this particular episode, I mean, maybe if you listen to this episode uh, years from now, um, uh, the issue will be resolved. But as of this recording uh, for this particular episode, uh, the, there is an issue. There is a huge issue where uh, if you're syncing the library locally and then you press this button, uh, it essentially gives you like a warning, an error message uh, that you can't really um, you know, synchronize uh, both locations and you have to uh, pretty much uh, unsync uh, one of the locations and inadvertently uh, you uh, will be unsyncing the library uh, that you synced uh, locally previously. Again, I describe this issue in greater detail uh, in that uh, episode I mentioned plus uh, episode number 62 plus uh, a few blog posts that once again I will include in the show notes. But you have to be careful, all right? You have to be careful when you are syncing locally and uh, you also want to add a shortcut to OneDrive. Now, I also want to share two additional tips, uh, tip number five and six respectively, and they kind of go hand in hand. Lots of features, um, uh, document management features that are available in SharePoint Online are, of course, available uh, from the convenience of a SharePoint document library. So you kind of have to uh, navigate uh, to uh, the SharePoint site, the library, uh, right-click on the file, and then you can see different commands like move to and copy to and delete, uh, version history, sharing, all that stuff. Check out. Uh, now, of course, majority of those features are accessible uh, through the web interface. However, uh, Microsoft obviously realized that lots of users are working uh, are still out of Windows Explorer through the OneDrive sync client. And if you are one of those people, you just might not want to go to SharePoint Online uh, all the time to access certain you know, features. So Microsoft made uh, some of the features, not all, but some of the uh, features available uh, through the uh, Windows Explorer interface. For example, if you want to share the file, let's say you walk out of uh, your C drive, your Windows Explorer, you synchronize the library, and you want to share the file internally or externally uh, with some other folks, well, guess what? You can just do it from the convenience 
of Windows Explorer, you don't even need to go online. You just navigate to OneDrive Sync location um, through uh, Windows Explorer on your C drive. Uh, that's where all the libraries that you synchronize will reside. And navigate to the file that you want to share. Uh, right click on it, right click on the file, and one of the commands uh, available would be uh, sharing. And essentially, uh, the once you click that button, uh, you uh, will get the menu that uh, looks exactly like in SharePoint Online, uh, where you will be able to specify the type of link that you are generating, you know, people in your organization or specific people, etc. Uh, and then you will be able to invite uh, both your internal and external users as necessary. So that was tip number five. Tip number six uh, is kind of related to that. Uh, there is another feature that is uh, available through the Windows Explorer interface, and that is version history. Uh, so once again, if you need to check out the version history on a document, you don't need to be online for that. Uh, once again, navigate to the file, right click, and one other, uh, one other feature uh, that is available through Windows Explorer is that uh, version history uh, feature. And again, you will be able to, to view pretty much the same version history that you can view online. Now, obviously, not all of the features are available through the Windows Explorer. Uh, things like checkout, for example, right? If you need to check out a document or maybe uh, create an automation process through Power Automate, obviously, you need to be online for that. But uh, some of the most, I guess, frequent uh, you know, features that you use um, when collaborating uh, are available through Windows Explorer, which is pretty cool. Advice number seven I want to give you, uh, beware of very deep folder hierarchies and very long file names uh, on your documents uh, in a SharePoint document library. Um, if uh, you listen to episode number 39 uh, uh, of my podcast, I actually spoke about different limits that we have in SharePoint Online. And one of those limits was the uh, 400 character limit on a URL in SharePoint. Essentially, uh, the idea behind that limit is that if you have very deep folder hierarchies, um, and then every time you uh, click through folders, your URL becomes longer and longer. And essentially, once you exceed 400 character limit, uh, you're in trouble, all right? It's not going to allow you to, let's say, rename a file or do certain things uh, because you exceeded the limit. Well, guess what? When you're syncing locally, we have a limit too, and it's even lower than uh, 400 characters. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's 256 characters. So it's a limit we have in Windows, all right? And uh, once again, if, if you have... Uh, very deep folder hierarchies, and uh, you uh, keep adding those folders and long, you know, file names. Uh, you are once again going to exceed the limit uh, in Windows, all right? Uh, when you're syncing locally, uh, so essentially the advice here is make sure to uh, keep your folder hierarchies relatively flat. Uh, avoid long folder names. Avoid long file names. Uh, essentially, stay below that limit. And if you want to know exactly what will happen uh, and want to see the error message, I do have a blog post, which once uh, once again, I will include in the show notes uh, about the different limits we have in SharePoint. So definitely feel free to check it out. Tip number eight uh, I want to share with you is actually something I already mentioned in this episode a little bit earlier. Uh, it's related to the uh, 300,000 uh, sync limit. So beware of that limit as well. Uh, again, I kind of already mentioned that when um, uh, we spoke about uh, you know files on demand uh, and syncing locally and uh, various limitations. But definitely, uh, you know this is probably the limit that most users don't even know about until it's too late. 
so definitely stay well below that limit. Make sure you don't press sync on each and every uh, library that you work with in SharePoint. Unsync the libraries you don't need. Uh, at any given point, uh, you need to stay well below uh, the total of 300,000 uh, you know, files uh, and, and, and folders across all your locations, you know, across all SharePoint libraries, as well as your personal OneDrive for business. Uh, tip number nine I want to share with you, uh, make sure you're aware how OneDrive resolves sync conflicts. Now, by default, OneDrive sync uh, is designed for co-authoring. What that means is that, uh, let's say you synchronize everything locally, uh, and then uh, you just you know, access and change all the documents locally on your device. Well, uh, it's almost like you're working in SharePoint Online in real time. Doesn't really matter whether you're syncing or not. As long as you have Wi-Fi connection all the time, uh, you are fine because uh, by default, SharePoint and OneDrive Sync, uh, it's a real-time synchronization. So they support essentially co-authoring uh, multiple people uh, collaborating on the same documents at the same time. The story is different, though, uh, if you're offline, and it could be for various reasons, right? Uh, maybe you have poor Wi-Fi connection. Uh, maybe uh, you know you are traveling on an airplane and there is just no Wi-Fi. Uh, but in some cases, right, you are going to make those changes offline. And when you synchronize, when you are you know back in your in the office, for example, right, you have Wi-Fi and you sync, you will experience sync conflicts because uh, I mean it's one thing if you uh, let's say made you changes and nobody else did uh, while you were offline. It's another story if somebody else made the changes, all right, to the same document, you know, maybe the same section of the document, maybe a different document, a different section. Uh, but it's a different story when, you know, two people made changes and one of the people uh, was offline. At that point, uh, OneDrive needs help because it doesn't know which one is the latest and greatest. I actually uh, published. Um, uh, an article on my blog uh, in the summer of uh, 2021 uh, describing all the different scenarios, uh, all the different scenarios you might encounter and how OneDrive Sync resolves. It's not that straightforward, all right? In some cases, it will try to merge changes. In some cases, it will try it and it will fail. So you will manually have to tell, uh, you know, essentially a OneDrive Sync client which uh, version is the latest and greatest. And it can get messy, all right? It can get messy because it's one thing if you you know, maybe modify the file or two. It's another thing if lots of files are out of sync. Uh, once again, I will include uh, the related uh, post uh, in the show notes. The last advice I want to give you, uh, tip number 10, is uh, make sure, you know, be aware, I guess, uh, that you can also synchronize the folders shared with you by others. Of course, by default, uh, you can synchronize your personal, uh, you know, OneDrive for Business, right, your personal files. You can obviously synchronize any SharePoint document library, but did you know that you can also synchronize folders shared by the, by others? And this includes, you know, internal users, right? It could be your colleagues sharing, uh, maybe you know, folders uh, from, um, you know, their OneDrive, for example, or it could be external users as well, right? If external users uh, have uh, their own uh, Microsoft 365, have their own SharePoint tenant and they're sharing something with you, um, those shared folders will end up in your OneDrive under shared with me section. And guess what? You can press the sync button. There is a sync button above uh, those, uh, you know, uh, that, that folder that has been shared with you. And you can sync, you can sync it locally as well. 
So the bottom line, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, you know, folders and files in your own tenant. It could be also files shared by others from their own Office 365, from their own SharePoint online environment. And again, it might be really handy if you walk all the time in Windows Explorer. Uh, it's priceless because obviously you will have the files, you know, that you uh, work with on a regular basis, plus, uh, you know, the files and folders shared by others uh, as well. So it's going to be a kind of seamless experience for you. All right. I think this was everything I wanted to share with you today. Uh, hopefully you uh, found this episode helpful. I shared with you a total of 10 tips on how to be more productive with OneDrive Sync. Uh, as always, uh, feel free to follow me on social media. Uh, check out my blog, SharePointMaven.com. And of course, I will make sure to include uh, all the different uh, you know, you know, podcast episodes uh, as well as uh, my blogs in the show notes as well. Uh, but for now, once again, thanks a lot for listening. Hope to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com. And talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.